Hello, my name is Mark, and today I'm going to read my story about World War One. It's so dark and foggy that nobody can see. It's raining all over us, and our trenches are so muddy, and it's getting all over our clothes. The rats are running all over the place, and I start to question if I'm even going to make it out. I look over at my best friend, Peter. He is just so strong and brave, and I'm just weak and scared. How do I have a chance to survive? As I turn back around to try to see through this terrible rain and fog, he says something. Don't worry, Louis. We'll make it and get them off our land. I don't believe him, of course. I'm not even going to live until I'm 30. I'm going to die at 29. It's 1918, and we have been in here for years. Why would I believe that we can beat them? Anyways, if the Germans don't kill us, then the rats and diseases will. It's a loss both ways. I think back to when I enlisted and met Pierre. I thought the war would be quick. I thought we would be able to wipe out our enemies so easily. I never expected this. This is horror. I didn't expect the diseases and horror that came with this war. I never thought I would be a coward like this. But I am. I'm too scared to fight. If I even peek my head over the trench, I could get shot. And that would be the end. That would be the end of all my hard work. I lived up to this. The realism of this war is the worst thing I could ever experience. We were trained almost fine in the camps. We learned to shoot, we practiced running and jumping on courses, shooting targets, but we were not trained for this. No one was. And that's the scariest part. Some of my best friends that I met at the camp are gone. They're all dead. Some of them are stuck in shell shock and they can't even function. Oh god, I just want to make it out. Every day, more and more of us are gone. We're getting picked off. I'm not even sure that we're going to be able to push the Germans back off of our land. As the fog and rain starts to go away, we can see a bit of the German soldiers. I don't even know if I'm going to fire another shot. I have to. No, I don't. I can just wait while everybody else pushes forward and attacks. Yeah, I would be fine. I'll just do that. I start to sit down, then boom. It hits me. I hear tons of shots everywhere and the giant explosions, and I see the shells in the sky. I'm back in the real world. Pierre was yelling at me the whole time, and I never noticed. I was stuck in my own world. The rain pours down on us as I watch the sky, all lit up from all the shells and bullets. Pierre helps me up, and we start to fire across no man's land. I hear tons of yelling and cheering behind me, and I see it. The Americans are here. Now we have a chance. Now we're going to get rid of the Germans for good. It's almost time for the next wave to attack. With the Americans, we can send more men to attack the German trenches. The hardest thing about pushing is the machine guns. The Germans have machine guns that can cover tons of land and the gunner is pretty fortified. Some of them are fortified in a machine box. And that's hard to kill them in. The commander comes over and tells me and Pierre that we have to go in the next wave to push. We will send some of the Americans with us too. I can't do it. No way I'm running out there. That's suicide. I start to say, Sir, I don't know about... But he cuts me off. Are you dying in here? In that disgusting hole from the rats and diseases or a quick death as a hero fighting the Germans? Which one? Oh my god. He's right. I'm dying either way. There's no way out of this place. Why did I enlist to the army? Why didn't they tell us about this horror? Why can't we get rid of the Germans? Why? Boom! Back to reality. My ears are ringing. There's flames everywhere. I almost got hit by an artillery shell.
We have to go now. Just the right time when we don't hear tons of shots. I see lots of other people run out of the trenches. And I start to sprint with them to get behind cover in no man's land. We have to run 200 yards to get to the enemy trenches. It's a little hilly, so we might have some cover on the way. Me and Pierre stick together as we proceed to big divots and anything that can cover us. It feels like I've been running forever. I think to myself, any second now I'm going to get sniped. It's almost over. I can't even see any of the soldiers at the German trenches, but I still shoot, hoping I knock someone out. Fear keeps dragging me on, and I have to slow down. I need a break. We're too close. Pierre, we have to wait. We're so close, they could easily pick us off, I said. He can't, we can't leave the group. We have to keep pushing if we want to make it, he says. All I see ahead of me is a big hill and trashed land. Pierre and I run through the burnt trees and crashed walls that used to be buildings. We can't quite see the enemy trenches yet. We start to climb a big hill, and then my ears blow out. I hear shots everywhere. The Germans have defenses set up at the top of the hill. Get to cover! Someone screams. Just at the bottom of the hill, there is a part of a broken down building, and me, Pierre, and a couple of other men in our group sprint down there. We sprint for our lives. As we get down there, I can hear people scream, and then I see someone screaming up just under a rock in the middle of the hill, and it didn't sound like an angry scream. It was a scared one. I looked towards him, and I could see that he's stuck in barbed wire up there. And there's a bunch of leaves above it, covering it. It looks like the barbed wire is dug into a deep hole in the ground. I don't know if I can even help him. I don't know if anybody else is going to help him. What if he has a family? What if he's just like me? What if he just wants a chance to live? I think about leaving him there to die. But something in my mind makes me turn to him and run. I run up to him and dive into the ground. I crawl up to him and I see he's really stuck in the barbed wire. It's dug deep in the skin of his thigh down to his leg. There's blood everywhere, and I don't even have gloves. I grab my knife, and I cut out anything that I can of the barbed wire. And I cut out his left pant leg to see what's there. And it's really bloody. And luckily, we're in the Germans' blind spot, because the huge rock is right above us, and they can't see us. They might have trapped the parts of the hill where we could easily take cover. So as I cut out the rest of it, I run down the hill, holding him over my shoulder. He still has a lot stuck in his leg, but we have a medic that can take care of him. I saved someone's life. I never thought I would be able to do that. For once, I'm proud of something I did in the army. I don't know how we are going to be able to get up past that hill, or even up to it. If we run out there in the open, we will either get sniped or gunned down by tons of Germans. We have been stuck here for so long. It seems to be hours of shots and explosions. Then everything goes silent. My heart stopped. My whole life paused and everything froze. This is it. I know I'm dead. I'm so shocked I never even realized the hissing sound in the air. I freak out as I try to reach for my gas mask and I put it on just before I inhale the terrifying mustard gas. There is lines of canisters spilling out the gas that are coming down the hill towards us like a huge wave in the ocean. I hear screams all around me, and suddenly it's loud again. I thought the gas would end me, 
but I'm still alive. I start to hear loud rumbling, and I turn around to see three giant British tanks on their way to cover us. Suddenly, all the shots that were aimed at us went towards the tanks. Once one of the tanks got to us, we hid behind it for cover as we started to roll up the hill. These tanks have guns on both sides and in the front. It's amazing. They're knocking out every soldier that's shooting at us. And we stay behind it as we get up to the top of the hill. There's not many soldiers left in the trenches, so we jump in and breach it. As we cleared out, we are I'm amazed. We made it to the top of the hill. I never even died. I run back to the tank where we are all cheering, but Pierre isn't with me anymore. I look for him, and as I'm walking, I hear someone groan from below me. I look down, and I froze. Pierre is lying there, lifeless. He's covered in blood, and I try my best to stop it, but it won't stop gushing out of him. He's just laying there, not saying a word. Pierre, wake up! Don't leave me now. We're almost there. Please. He's dead. My best friend is dead. I can't handle this anymore. I want to give up, but I can't yet. I have to get through the German lines for him. For Pierre. I still hear shots from ahead, and I take a peek out of a little hole in the trench, and I see a huge field full of tree trunks and divots that's flooded and bodies. There's no way I'm going to be able to make it through that field. I turn around and look back towards the trenches just to see more tanks on their way. I hear the machine guns spraying towards us. I'm so terrified. Without Pierre, I don't have anyone to help me push forward. I won't be able to do this without him. But maybe it's time that I push myself. I have to be independent for once. I'm a man. I'm 29 years old, and I still need someone by my side. I have to do this without him. I, be- I get back with my group, and we get behind the tank as it starts to roll over the trench. We wait here for so long, and t- around 20 tanks are spread out all over the field. And they start to drive along with us. We're on our way to victory, finally. We get to the bottom of the hill and start firing towards the trenches. Out of nowhere, I hear explosions all around us. Landmines are hanging in the ground. I see an artillery shell in the ground and quickly realize it's not an artillery shell, but it's a mine. The shells are mines, I yell. Some of the tanks roll over the mines and get their tracks blown. I keep staying behind this tank as we get closer and closer. The artillery shells are blowing holes in the ground everywhere. Split up, someone says. I look over and I see people running to the soaked divots in the ground for cover. I run over to one too, and I start firing at the trenches. The tanks are mowing down the front lines of the German trenches. I watch as they stop firing, and gas starts blowing towards us again. The wind is coming our way, so the waves of gas are going fast. We all try to get our gas masks on as fast as we can, and I look around to see tons of people are shocked, and they can't even function. They don't even have enough time to get their mask on. They don't even realize that the gas is coming. I'm horrified, but I have to keep going. We are pushing towards the first lines of the trenches, and they can't do anything to any of the tanks. We're actually going to make it. We clear out the trenches in front of us, and I run up to it with everyone else. Then, out of nowhere, I fall. I hear a loud boom. 
and then blackout. I wake up in the hospital and I see tons of injured soldiers around me. I ask the doctor what happened. You got shot, they said. I have a hole in my chest. How am I alive? Did we win? I ask. Yes, the Germans are gone, the doctor says. I ask what happened to Pierre, but he's dead, I realize. He didn't make it. I didn't want to think about it, so I doze off. I go to sleep, knowing that for once in years, I'm safe. Thank you for listening to my story. I hope you like it. Bye.